It's Franchise Friday on the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast, where each week I share the stories of our favorite franchise brands. Today, I'm introducing you to Press Waffle, a company so irresistible that Shark Tank ate it up. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dory Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now, I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I am excited for you to meet my guest today. She is in franchise development at Press Waffle Company. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to do this. Sure. So let's start off by sharing a little bit of background and history of the brand. Sure, sure. Well, this is an exciting brand. Um, Brian and his wife went on a honeymoon in Belgium. And um, they tasted the Liège-style Belgian waffle, and they fell in love. And for a whole year, he came home and tried to duplicate it and could not and kept doing recipe after recipe. And eventually, he got it to where he had his proprietary recipe. And then they went into food trucks. So they definitely started as a food truck. They were a phenomenal success as a food truck. And so they decided to franchise and um, they franchised and they started in food halls. And for you, uh, those of you that don't know what a food hall is, it's not a food court. It is an upscale eatery and they usually specifically pinpoint uh, unique concepts and put them in there. So then he started in uh, opening uh, food halls up, which are inside big box stores, usually big box um, stores that have gone under and then someone buys that and creates this food all this couches and bars and it's very comfortable and you can go and have all kinds of different tastes there. So um, and then about two years ago, we started brick and mortar and right around COVID, we started brick and mortar. And the reason for that is it's a lot more accessible than a food hall. The food halls were actually all shut down for three and a half months. Um, per the food hall, we had no control over that. So now we've gone into the brick and mortar and we have our third brick and mortar opening up in Castle Rock, Colorado. So um, that's kind of where we've migrated from. We were on Shark Tank three years ago and we've really evolved since then. So uh, it's been a phenomenal thing for us. We do own all of Press Waffle now. So they have purchased uh, Barbara Corkin's percentage out and so the family owns all of Press Waffle. So they can uh, they can move forward with doing exactly what they want to do with it. So at that point. 
That's wonderful. So I love that he was inspired by eating the waffles in Belgium. I had a chance to travel to, to Brussels, Belgium, and the waffles are to die for. So I need to get myself into a press waffle. I need one in Virginia. <laughs> and I'm happy to hear that they now are 100% owner. I know that that is, was probably a big accomplishment for them. It was, it was. The best part is they still get all the marketing from Shark Tank. So every time we do, they do a rerun on Shark Tank, we get, you know, several 40 to 60 leads on people interested in the, the, the um, brand. So that really has still, it still continues on with us to this day. I love that. So there really isn't a whole lot of competition in this space, is there? That is correct. We are very unique. Um, we do have a couple competitors. Uh, we had only one, but we just have a new one I just found out about and was doing some research on. And so it's starting to take off. Uh, the Belgium waffles are big throughout the United States, but this is a unique type of waffle. So this is Liège style. It's got the sugar crystals on the top of it. And um, so it is unique in that, in that aspect. It's not that you're getting a, a pancake IHOP or a Waffle House waffle. You're not. This is something different. And it is kind of, it's a QSR brand, quick service. So um, you walk in, you pick your toppings or you pick your eggs and bacon or uh, your chicken and honey, which is our biggest seller. Me being from the West Coast, I don't understand that, but it's big on the East Coast. I had no idea that that would be the biggest seller, but it is. So um, they have a multitude of, on the menu. If you go to the website, you can see all of the things they've offer and they've offered um, in their brick and mortar they're they're able to do a lot more so the because of the food halls being only two to three hundred square feet they limited how much was on the menu but now we've gone to shakes ice cream shakes and Belgian waffle ice cream sandwiches and full coffee bars we even op just opened uh, Little Rock Arkansas last August and it's selling uh, alcohol believe it or not. So they've got mimosa and the mimosa sell very well there. It's in an urban area and it's doing quite well that way. That's amazing. I love how waffles can be a breakfast. It can be, you know, sweet for dessert. It could be savory with some chicken on it. Yeah. The, um, most of the profits so far has come from indulgence. I would say it is an indulgence brand. I get asked a lot, do you have GMO? Or I'm laughing because it's not quite what we are. We are an indulgence brand. Lots of sugar and, and the, the Liège waffles are, are yummy and have sugar on top of them. So, and then ice cream shakes and all the rest. So if you're hungry and, and a lot of the profits come from after lunch and after dinner, um, based on opening brick and mortar. So we've been able to uh, expand our, our breakfast model. So we're adding more things in at breakfast, a coffee and a um, Belgian waffle pastry to go and those kind of things. So we've added in and expanded our menu. That's amazing. Can you walk me through what the training and support looks like once a franchisee has signed on and, and they're coming to training? Sure, sure. Um, so the training would be done right at the point where you're almost done with your build out. And you would come to Dallas, Texas, which is their corporation uh, where they're incorporated. 
and you would train for seven days in Dallas and you can bring up to three people. And this is one of the few brands that is semi-absentee. So if you are not going to be there full time, if you're going to have a manager manage it, you would bring your manager. They would go through the, the same validation and the same testing that you would go through as a franchisee. So um, we are perfectly fine with you having someone run it for you as long as they've gone through the program. And um, so then you'll do that. And then right after that, we come out to your location um, and help you get set up for grand opening and training your additional uh, employees there and for a whole week. So you're getting two weeks of solid training. And then it's always ongoing. Franchising is being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So the, the support continues on through throughout your time as a franchisee. This is so simple to do. The only thing that you that takes a little bit of of time to learn is how to cook the Belgian waffle properly. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, it's very, very simple to run. So it's a very easy, about 10 employees. Um, most of those should be full-time and um, you're just repetitive in what you're doing there, so. Wonderful. What are you looking for in a franchisee? And that's another thing about press. You really don't have to have any criteria to be a press waffle owner. Um, I would say Brian and I both are very relational driven. So he is looking for someone that wants to build a relationship and be a partner for the 10 years or the 20 years or whatever. Um, more interested in someone that wants to has passion for his brand and wants to help him grow it. So that would be his criteria. And I'm relational also, so I like to build relations with the prospects. What is the franchise fee and initial investment? Initial investment, it varies from state to state, but most of our locations at this point are in the middle part of the country, uh, Colorado, Texas, um, Arkansas, St. Louis, Missouri. So you can see we've got multiple units in Texas. Um, so that is about $300,000 build out costs. So that's what it's going to be taking to get your location open. Um, the franchise fee is $35,000. And in some instances, the actual build out can be about $250. So you may be included, be able to include the franchise fee in that. It just depends on your square footage too. Is there any additional information that I did not ask that you'd like to share? Sure. I think uh, Brian colors outside the lines. He's he's a millennial. Um, I'm a baby boomer, so it makes a good mix here. And um, so he he likes to think differently about franchising, and I love it because I've been doing this for so long. And most of the time, the franchisors are you are required to work nine to five, or you're required to be open ten to seven, or or whatever. Brian waits. There's a, a very some very unique things about press. Number one, the royalties are on a daily sales scale. So it, it starts at 2%. If you're having a slow day, you may only pay 2% in royalties. So that's something that's very unique. The other thing is it's it's the vendors are all local. We want local community vendors so that you can give back to community and build your relationship within that community. So if you don't have them, we have them, but we would rather you buy your co coffee local, your ice cream local, your, your fruit local, your eggs local, you can do that. And then you're giving back to your community. Um, the, the next thing is that Brian is, um, 
going to wait to establish your hours of operations to your location, which makes so much sense. Um, it, maybe you're in an area that there's three or four breakfast places, so you don't want to open for breakfast. So you'll be you know, doing something a little bit later in the evening, or maybe you're in a tourist area where you'll stay open later. So that will be just established based on your culture, your, you know, where, where you're located and what's going on in your area. That's fantastic. I imagine the franchisees love that flexibility. Yes, they get to help establish that because we do all the site selection. I mean, we help with the site selection, the lease, but we work with you on where you want to be and establishing those hours based on that location and what's going to work there. What's the sense of being open at seven in the morning if there's no business or what's the sense of being open late at night on during weekdays? So it's all based on that and it can be changed, but at least it's something we start with not having a standard set of an hour, an hours. It is seven days a week. Um, of course, you're a franchisee, so there, there have been um, people that have asked for Sunday off, and that would that would affect your the performance that we have, uh, but maybe you make it up in another day. So that's all worked out with corporate and with Brian, Brian Lewis. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing Press Waffle with us, and I appreciate you being my guest today. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sharon as much as I did. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to trying one of those press waffles. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.